0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And we are five games into the ASU football season, Matt. But as far as I'm concerned, we've only just begun. That's
1: right. It kind of feels that way, yes. Um, to circle to it to back to where we were before, yeah. Um, uh, you know, in, in, in the spirit of Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin, we're about halfway home. Um, and, and yeah, it it's kind of does feel like we've just begun. That's how football season goes, man. Like, you know, you you, you you spend all this time looking ahead, looking ahead, and then it gets started, and it's like, wow, we're already about halfway, and it, uh, it feels like it just started.
0: So the Devils are the number 20 team in the country at their bye week. They have beaten two top 20 teams on the road now at the end of – this week, I'm not sure either of those teams will remain ranked. Right, um, right yeah. with Michigan State and Cal, they they have a you know a little hiccup at home against Colorado where they lost 34 um, 31. You know, outside of that game, the defense hasn't allowed more than 17 points to any opponent. Um, you know they they've protected the ball well offensively even though Eno Benjamin can't get his yards per carry-up, he's yeah. having a late-career Frank Gore-type uh, season where he's just getting so much volume <laughs> that he's probably going to get yeah. 1,000 yards again. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I would... Uh, you know, it's, it's been that type of year. You know, it's... it's, uh, and I think it's going to stay that way for, for him and, and this team. He's kind of emblematic of the whole team. It's, uh, it, you know... It's just a grind this year, but, you know, as, as we talked about last weekend, you know, hey, we're, we're finding ways to win more often than we've lost so far, and, you know, you just hope to keep that going as long as you can.
0: The, the rest of the conference is kind of wide open in the South.
1: Um, it does feel that way. Yes, it, it absolutely
0: does. You know, Arizona's playing Colorado today. Those are the only two teams without a conference loss. So one of them will advance to 2-0. and o. Everyone else will have at least one conference loss.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. You know, USC is 2-1, and one, but they're on their third quarterback. Yeah, it, it's... For now,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, um... Slovis, I know. I think is supposed to be back next week. They're off this week, I think. Um, and, you know, and, and I think he's he's supposed to come back. But yeah, it's been a weird year for them. Very weird. I mean, the, the roller coaster. and Next week they go to Notre Dame, and the, who knows? I mean, they uh, they look pretty good at home, not as good on the road. So if that keeps up, you know, that and they lose, that would put them at three and three. Which you know, you and I talked before the season. If they could if they could get to you know three and three does that leave them with a chance to make a run given their schedule to begin? Uh, you know, maybe so. Uh, but, but we'll see.
0: For ASU, we come off the bye taking on a sputtering at this point, Washington state Cougars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, two straight losses, defensive coordinator, uh, you know, resigns, quits, fired, whatever term you want to use, uh, you know, middle of this week, but in their off week as well. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, it seems like we're getting them. I, I guess at the right time. Um, I mean, you know, you, you know, their offense is potent, and and we've we've played one good offense, and that that team was able to move the ball pretty
0: easily against us. So that's the scary thing about that game. Looking ahead, it is a day game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Early little, uh, start, daylight, twelve thirty. Gonna gonna finish with the sun up.
0: That is not uh, a typical thing for ASU until November
1: at home. Yeah, I was going to say, certainly not, you know, prior to late October or November. I mean, we've had some of those uh, lately with, you know, with the Pac-12 network deal and putting a game early. I know we played Washington State in November, I think, in 2014. We played them early, like, you know, 11, 11 in the morning, and then last year we played UCLA in that window, but... Yeah, those were late season games. This one, this one could be a little warm. Um, I mean, it's it's not you know it's been okay here, but you know it could be in the in the nineties very easily for that. So yeah, that, that'll be an interesting one.
0: After that, ASU goes on the road for Utah and UCLA, mm-hmm. um, and in the midst of that, we go on the road for that we do Alabama, we Arkansas, do. three weeks from today. Yes, yes, uh, and then home. To USC at Oregon State, home to Oregon, home to Arizona to finish yeah. out the year. We gotta get two to be bowl eligible. We gotta get yeah. four to yeah. meet my prediction. We gotta get six to meet yours.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I feel so good about getting that six. Um, but I, I think we can get the four and 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 maybe maybe more than that. Uh, you know, I think I think we said this last week when we were talking, I know we've discussed it. You know, to me, I feel like sitting right now. If we could get to nine and three, which would make us six and three in the conference, since we went three and zero out, out of conference, that gives us a decent chance to play in the conference title game. You know, it might come down to tiebreakers. Things who knows? It's way too early to start looking at that. But to me, that's the the number I've got in mind right now. Can we can we win five of the last seven? Where those five are, I, I'm not sure. I mean, that's the thing about this schedule is. I don't see a game that we can't win, and I don't see very many games. I feel like we're just going to win without you know having to sweat. So who knows? Um, I mean, even even the games against the worst teams on our schedule, probably UCLA and Oregon State. I don't look at those games and think, "Oh, we'll win those games easy." Like that's not what this team has done all year. Um, and they're both on the road, and and so uh, yeah, I don't I don't think you can feel too confident about
2: anything.
0: Yeah, with UCLA in particular, they. Hulk out for one half against right. Washington State, and right. they've just become unstoppably dominant. And and then their mild mannered Bruce Banner and, again. Yeah, you know.
1: yeah. I mean, and and it's that one half that, that has me, you know, a little bit scared because now you've seen it. Now you've seen like, whoa, well, this team can do it. Uh, now, I mean, they've played five games and they've had two good quarters of offense. So, you know, you look at that and the, the you know, the sample size would tell you, well, that's not a very good offense, but we've seen it done recently and you start, and you know, it's just like, and again, this, this ASU team just doesn't feel like the margin for error is much, um, the, you know, it's, it just feels like most of our games are going to be close. And, and so I, I don't look at that game. I mean, after what we saw against Sacramento state, I don't think you can go into any game this year, and think, oh, we're just going to win that in a breeze. Uh, I mean, you know, we we had an opponent we should have beaten in a breeze, and we had to work hard into the fourth quarter to win that game.
0: Yeah, um, and, and in that game, our kicker was a help. Right. In some of these other tight games, our kicker has been a little bit more some human. Bit with Christians and yeah. DeHaas still filling in. Um, yeah. You know, I saw Doug Haller in uh, something that he had said, well, everyone keeps Uh asking about is Reese coming back. Should we expect that he won't be back? And I'm now starting to think we should expect he won't be back.
1: I kind of am too. I mean, I, I, you know, Haller's point was, you know, well, you know, they shouldn't just give up on him and this team needs him. And and I'm not saying give up on him, but uh, yeah, I think you have to prepare for the possibility that he's not going to play this year. Um, I mean, you know, when, when you have these mysterious absences that go week after week after week, it, you know, it, there's only one conclusion that I think you can draw. And that is don't expect him to play this year. If he comes back, great. That's a bonus. Um, but he's got a red shirt year, doesn't
2: he? Cause
0: he, he yeah. as
1: a, yeah, yes, a freshman. he,
0: he has uh, his red shirt year. I mean, realistically, if he misses three more games, he yeah. could come back and play he and could, still red he shirt. could kick at the end of the year. Yeah. True. True. Uh, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, who knows uh, I mean, you do, you do what's smart. You got a guy who's
1: serviceable. He's not great. He's not as good as Reese. He doesn't have the range. Um, but he's proven to be okay. And so if the guy's not ready, I mean, I always go back to Thomas Weber. When I think of, you know, kicker injuries at ASU, Thomas Weber was really good his first year, pretty darn good his second year. And then his third year, he started the year injured, and they rushed him back because they didn't have a serviceable replacement. And he really was never the same after that. I don't think he ever quite healed correctly,
0: and he wasn't the same kicker his last two years. And so, I you know, I'm not saying this guy's gonna go kick in the NFL. He may, he may not, but there's just no need to rush him back. Well, the other thing about him is he came in with a lot of fanfare. He did. You don't want you don't want to jeopardize him, but. You know, he certainly, at least conceivably, when he came in, had aspirations sure. of being an NFL kicker. Sure. sure. And, and, and I'm and not he sure. Might be. I
1: mean, you know, who knows? In NFL, obviously, there's not a ton of opportunities, but you know, he he's been pretty good. And and so yeah, I mean, he might have an opportunity depending on how things break.
0: Yeah, you get one or two. One or two guys a year get the chance to do it. It's it's sure, unclear sure. If he'll be one, but. You, it certainly seems from the way that this coaching staff has operated mm-hmm. that they're not going to put a guy in a position to, to risk it if, no, the, if he's I got mean, a you chance. Shouldn't,
1: you shouldn't anyway. I mean, obviously, you know, in, in the ideal world, you'd never do that. But certainly when the guy who's replaced him has been pretty good. You know, I mean, again, he's, he's not all-world. Um, it's not like we stumbled upon a guy who's, you know, an all-American kicker. But he's been okay. He's made his extra points. He's, he's been pretty rock solid on, on, you know, 40 and in. I think he's missed but, one field goal from inside 40.
0: And he's kicked um, on the road from, right, you know. Right,
1: right. You know, made some made some pressure kicks. I mean, you know, he made the kick against Michigan State that was the only points of the, you know, first three quarters of that game. Um, you know, had a, had a good, solid, you know, make against Cal to give us a seven-point lead there at the end. So, I mean, you know, uh,
2: again, it's, it's not ideal. You'd love to have him get back. But if he's not able to kick well, and
1: don't, don't mess with it. You know, you got something that's okay. And, again, sort of like we're talking about with Eno, it just sort of feels like that's our, that's our season this year. It's just, you know, kind of, you know, patching it together and making it work. And, and, and you know, that's been Eno's game. That's been our kicking game. That's been our offense overall. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's worked okay
0: so far. We'll see if we can carry that same magic into October. Looking at some of the stats through five games, Jaden Daniels, uh, 85 of 140 for 1,247 yards, five TDs and a pick. He's also been sacked 13 times. However, he's also started running more. He's now got 48 rushes for 175 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say, you know,
1: if you want to put a glitter grade type of thing on it, you know, see... You know, I mean, pretty good. Uh, has he, you know, lit the world on fire? No, but but I don't think you expected him to. Um, you know, he's, uh, you, you pointed it out. And I went back and watched that game. Um, you know, the, the two or three, you know, missed open guys against Cal. Um, you know, those are things you just got to get better at. Reps will do that. Um, but he's he's made some plays. He's, he's avoided turnovers for the most part. Uh, I think, he, you know, what, one interception? Is that what you said? Yep, this, one interception you know, and, to five And times. one fumble. I know he had a fumble loss against against Cal there. Um, but, you know, for the most part, been pretty, I mean, you know, you think true freshman, you think, oh, boy, you, you know, you might have to worry about turnovers. That has not been a concern really so far. Uh, and, and you know, May play, he's led, you know, two game-winning drives uh, on the road against ranked teams in, in his first five starts. So that's not too bad. Does, does it have to continue getting better, you know, to reach his potential? That, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, good good start. Definitely promising, you, you know, if you think about what he could be in, you know, 2020 and 2021.
0: Well, and I think that the important thing to keep in mind is he has a C grade, not on a curve. That's not a C grade for a true freshman starter. That's He's, oh, ha- yeah. he's had a an average start to yeah. the season
1: yeah. Yeah. for any I, mean, I, I think so, yeah. He's been... He's been fine. I, I mean, I'll say this. I don't think we have felt too much the loss of Manny Wilkins. And and, and that's not to say Manny Wilkins was the greatest player ever. He wasn't. You know, we, we discussed Manny many, many times. Um, but, you know, he was a three-year starter. He, he, you know, brought a lot of experience. I don't think too many times this year we've thought, boy, we really miss having that experience. Quarterback, This you know, I, I have not. I thought that the offense looked shaky at times, but not so much because of
0: him. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think one of the reasons the offense looks shaky is uh, when you look at the rushing stats, and yeah. Eno Benjamin, a respectable 392 yards, and if that had been his total through four games on 80 carries, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd feel a lot better than on 106 carries. And the yeah. fact that he keeps getting hit behind the line... I know,
1: is, I know, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, I mean, you just, you hope that this offensive line is going to mesh, and, you know, it's three games in a row, we've started the same group, things have been better,
2: not great, but better since Cabral went back to centers, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, you've got two true freshmen, and so you hope just as, as we continue to play those guys, you know,
1: by, by November, you know, there's always that cliche, oh, you're not a freshman anymore. Which is a total cliche, because yes, they are a freshman until the end of the season. But you know, you hope that that
2: feels accurate. That well, you know, by, by November when we're playing SC and Oregon and Arizona
1: at home in those games, that you feel like, all right, we got a we got a solid group now. Um, it's not there yet, but it's it's improving from where it started the year at least.
0: For me, the, a lot of my hope is is banked on this bye week. And I know we have another bye week at the end of the month, but, but these guys did not play this five across in camp in the spring, uh, ever until they started in the (laughs) Michigan state game. And so now if there's stuff they wanted to work in or communication things, they got to do that for, you know, two weeks without any Uh, interference. Very true, very true. Yeah, I mean, it, this is, you know, you, you hope
1: there's there's progress in this week um, and, you know, just being able to, you know, coaches always say, you know, it's a time to self-scout. You know, you, you spend a little more time, you know, watching your own self and seeing what you're doing wrong rather than just looking at the opponent. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious to see. Obviously, we're facing a, a defense that's coming in a little bit reeling really next week. They've, uh, you know, they obviously got that, that – Incredible half of football that UCLA had was against this Washington State defense, and then you know Utah put up 38 on them. Uh, so I mean, in the last uh, four quarters, last six quarters of football, they've given up uh, close to 90 points. Um, so I, I mean, you, you're getting a defense that's susceptible, hopefully, and, and uh, you'd like to see some good progress in this offense next week. And you'll need it. I mean, this this shapes up to be more like the Colorado game. I doubt you're going to win this game you know, 17-14 or 24-17 or something like that. You're going to have to you know, score some points to be able to keep up with Washington State. You know they will. I mean, that's just just what they do. They, they don't get held down very often.
0: Uh, to go back to Christians and Dejas, I, I pulled up his numbers for the okay. year. And they're actually significantly better than I thought they'd be. Yeah. Uh, 12 of 12 on extra points. 10 of 13 on field goals with 3 of 3 on the chippies, 4 of 5 from 30 to 39, 3 of 4 from 40 to 49, and he missed his only 50-yarder.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he missed, what, a a 48-yarder, I think, against Colorado,
2: Mm -hmm. uh, something like 47-48, and then then 50-plus there against Cal.
1: So, you know, and that's what I was – as we were talking, I was thinking, I think he's only missed three this year, two were against Cal. Um, you know, so not, not bad, not bad. I mean, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a limited range. Um, but if you can get it inside of 40 yards, you feel pretty good with him right now. Uh,
0: and just to round out the offense, the receiving core is led by Brandon IU, 24 catches, 455 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Williams has had a workman like 19 catches through yeah. the first five games, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, he's, you know, been, been pretty solid, nothing spectacular, but definitely solid, he's, uh, the, the name that popped into my head was Jake Reed, the old Vikings, oh yeah, uh, yeah, played with uh, Chris Carter and Moss, there yeah, where it was, yeah. he just was the, the other guy, but when they threw yes. it to him, he was gonna pick up his eight yards and catch the ball, yeah,
1: yeah, and, yeah. yeah, no, and that's, that's, that's fair, I mean, he, you know, uh, Kyle Williams doesn't uh, get a lot of, like, big plays. Um, I mean, it feels like over the last year and a half now, I, gosh, I can't remember how many times he's had a 20-plus yard catch. Doesn't seem like very many. But,
0: but is his know, long this season.
1: Is it really? Okay, okay. And I, I don't know about last year. It's hard to remember. But there weren't a lot, you know, of, of the big plays, the big plays go to, you know, last year it was Harry, Darby, Ayuk. Um, and, you know, Williams is, is more the, the, the steady, uh, you know, just make the, you know, if it's, if it's third and six and you need eight yards, he's the guy who oftentimes kind of makes that play. And he had a couple last week.
0: Now, the thing that I, I am surprised by, and I shouldn't have been, this is a shame on me surprise. <laughs> Only, I mean, if you count Curtis Hodges – only yeah. six completions to tight ends, and if you don't count <laughs> Hodges, only two. I know. It's, it's and, uh, ASU in the last, what,
2: 10-plus years? Uh, you know, every year, the I mean, tight ends, is, it's like
1: Herb Sendex saying we're going to run gun. But yeah, every year. Oh, the tight ends are going to be a bigger factor in the passing game, and then they start. So,
0: I really so. thought that with a true freshman quarterback yeah, that, that yeah. I mean, Eno has 13 catches, um, right. you know, and AJ Carter has two more. But I thought there'd be a ton of balls to running backs and tight ends and it just yeah. didn't yeah. It, it just didn't shape up that way.
1: It has not. Now, I wonder, as you're saying that, I have no idea if you know film would back this up. Are we because of the offensive line issues, are we using tight ends as blockers more than maybe we, you know, had thought we would have to? Um, is there a little bit more, you know, times where we're keeping an extra blocker in to help our you know, our shaky offensive line. And so that's limiting opportunities for them to, you know, catch passes. I don't know. I have no idea if the, the, you know, actual film would back that up,
0: but it would make sense. It sounds good. I don't know know know. if it's true either, but it sounds good. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to go back and look. I mean, the other thing is you have to wonder, I mean, Likens
2: has been the offensive coordinator for a year and a half now. And he kind of came from the, from the tree, you know, coached under Napier, you know, coached, you know,
1: all these coaches have some, some similarities. Maybe it's just part of this, you know, overall scheme that does not put a ton of value on the tight end as, as a pass catcher. I mean, our, our best tight ends, the last time we really had a productive pass catching tight end was, what, 2012? Chris Coyle, Graham's first year. Yeah. So it's been a while. And it's been several offensive coordinators since. And, and, and all of them have kind of, you know, been related in one way or another. and And so you just, you know, maybe it's a you know, you know how some defenses it's like, boy, the you know, the defensive linemen, they don't put up a lot of tackle numbers because the way the team is, you want the linebackers to put up those numbers. Maybe that's something about this offensive philosophy
0: overall. It's just, you know, hey, your your tight end is not going to be a big factor in passing game. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it definitely seems that way. Um,
1: it's, it's been a while, and it's interesting because, boy, when we, you know, when we first started here at ASU, tight end was, you know, we had Todd Heat shortly before that, we had Zach Miller our first years. Uh, you know, it was like,
2: boy, tight end was our best offensive position for a little bit there. And, and lately, it's
1: been pretty much a, a lot of, you know, no-name guys.
2: But, you know, you, you, they play, but they don't make a big impact.
0: Yeah. Um, are, does this stat surprise you? G- given who our opponents have been, through five games, we have 20 sacks, or, or I mean 10 sacks. I would have expected yeah. us to have closer to 20 given the yeah. non-conference schedule. And, I agree. And we I have agree. 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, it, it doesn't surprise me only because, uh, you know, I know
1: our past rush has struggled. If, if you had told me on, you know, August 20th, that through the first five games we had 10 sacks, I, I would have been surprised. Yeah. I,
0: that, the fact that we are 4 and 1 and Merlin Robertson and Tyler Johnson each have a half a sack yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Darian Butler has one sack, I, I would have been stunned. I would have assumed no, that agree. someone got
1: I hurt. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we've, we've found a way to be pretty good defensively without a great pass rush. Now, it was better against Cal. Uh, you know that there was there was better pressure there. I think we had what, three or four sacks. So, you know, which might be our our season high. I know it was, I know it was more than we had against Colorado. because Not only did we not have a sack, we didn't have what amounted to an official pressure in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it improved, and it it needs to continue on that path because you know you you are facing better quarterbacks, better passing offenses. You know, and if, if you can't get any pass rush, those guys will pick you apart. You know, Gordon and Herbert and, and those type of guys, USC, whoever it is, seems like, you know, that scheme is designed to be productive passing. If you're not getting any pass it's, it's going to be tough.
0: Um, I think that the stat to me about the defense, there are a couple that jump out. One, we were going to be a turnover machine with a bunch of interceptions. T- two, yeah. we have two. Not many. Yeah. Crosswell yeah. and Phillips.
1: A uh, huge one last week, though. I mean, you know, yeah, you're right. Only two total, but that was big last week to get that at
0: the end of the half. And you know, and, oh well, and, and Phillips uh, was big. Phillips was, was it in was. the you know, and, and the other thing that to me jumped out is our when you just look at solo tackles, not yeah. not combined, the leading tacklers are Evan Fields and Cam Phillips with 21 each, and Cam Phillips missed yeah. the game. It really shows right. you how they funnel to that Tillman position, and, and yeah, expect a lot they out do. of that player.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that seems to be the that player, but but also just the secondary overall. I mean, our corners make a lot of tackles. Um, you know, it's, that seems to be kind of the philosophy of this defense, and I guess, you know, when you're going to play five in the secondary versus four, you know, maybe that's part of it. But, um, you know, I remember that last year, too. It seemed like there were, you know, a lot of, a lot of games where – Our leading tacklers were our corners, which normally is not good, but uh, it seems to be the philosophy in his defense, and it's worked pretty well.
0: Yeah. Um, He gets challenged a lot, but Jack Jones has four pass breakups on the year.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's been okay. He had a a bad night against Colorado, but other than that, he's he's been okay. Pretty good. Um,
0: I think that the the key is going to be – was the kobe williams migraine just a migraine or was yeah, it indicative well, and, and, of something more and then he had hand surgery this week now they say you know he's because of the bye he's
1: not going to miss any time and you know he'll be back but yeah i mean you know obviously hopefully that's accurate because he's been rock solid as you and i have discussed um uh, you know Chase Lucas continues to be, to me, very inconsistent. Maybe it's maybe it's because of the hype he got as a freshman. I don't know. Maybe I have unrealistic expectations, but too many times he gets beat for my liking. Yeah, you know, for a guy who who after his freshman year was billed as you know all American, going to be a first round draft pick, uh, it frustrates me that at
2: times he does not seem anywhere near that good. Yeah. Now again, it's it's all expectations. Um, you know, if,
1: if Kobe Williams does that, I'm probably not saying that, but he, you know, he wasn't built to be this great.
0: He and, was supposed and, to be know, the number two guy.
1: Exactly. You know, and after his freshman year, we heard a lot of raves about Chase Lucas and I just, you know, there's times, I mean, he got beat on the touchdown last week in the, in the first quarter. Uh, you know, it's just like, man, I, I expect a higher level of play, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think both of us are happy at four oh, and yeah. one.
2: Yeah,
1: four and one is not bad. Uh, you know, given given the, the what turned out to be you know a couple of tough road games. I think at the beginning of the year, neither one of us you know thought Cal would, would be ranked at that time. Um, you know, and and the offensive struggles that neither of us really anticipated as being as much as they have been. Uh, I you know, absolutely will take four and one if we can we can keep up this pace for the next five and we can go into the last two eight and two, I'll be very happy very happy you, know, I think, uh, you, know, you, know, you want to finish right but uh, you know it's all you know, can you repeat your success Well if we can win four of the next five and go into those last two at home eight and two with a you know probably a
0: pretty good chance to play in a conference title game at that point, I'll take it. Yeah, for sure. Well if we're eight and two we're definitely gonna still be ranked
1: sure sure yeah yeah i mean so uh you know we'll see we'll see i mean long way to go and and obviously it just it feels like this team can win any game and can lose any and that's a it's a bit of a scary feeling because you know you'd like to look at the schedule right now and say well you know really uh, you know for a top 20 team you know technically we're a top 20 team i guess um you know, you'd like to look and think, well, you know, three or four of these are in the bag, and it's really just going to come down to can we win those others. I don't feel that way. Um, I mean, I, I don't know that any of them are in the bag, but I also don't think any of them are unwinnable. So it's, it's kind of an odd feeling.
0: There's a team that doesn't have that feeling of every game is going to be a close game and every game is going to be tough. I think I know where you're going. The South Point Catholic Lancers right, were taking right. on the undefeated uh, Sawaro Cougars. Yeah. And yeah. Sawaro was supposed to be the test. They were also yeah. ranked in the Power Eight uh, for the sure. Open Division. Here in,
1: in Tucson, I was told it wasn't much of a game.
0: And, uh, you know, at the end of the first half, Bijan Robinson. Uh, Hauled in a catch and, and punched in a touchdown and yeah that made the score fifty one seven at halftime
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah running clock
1: in the second half I think pretty sure South Point only had one offensive possession in the second half because they uh, they had an interception return for a touchdown and then got one possession at the end of the fourth quarter I, I know the entire third quarter they didn't they were not on the field on offense yeah. Um, so yeah uh, an easy win and uh, they you know. Twice now they played Suárez Tucson Saguaro, They played him last year in the playoffs, and it was supposed to be a tough game, and they blew him out. And the same thing last night. I mean, it it really feels. I mean, I you know, I don't I don't like to be arrogant, fan. You know, I, that's not my style because arrogance comes to find you. But but uh, it sure feels like nobody in Tucson can keep them in a game. I mean, like uh, the,
2: their competition is the heavyweights up here in Phoenix, the, the Scottsdale
1: Suárezes, the Chandlers. Those are the only teams, I think, that, that can give them a, a gain.
2: Well, um,
0: and Scottsdale-Saguaro was the number nine team, and everyone was up in arms about I that. Mean, well, they are going yeah. to, as you like to to counsel people when the uh, rankings True. come out for True. NCAA, uh, they don't they'll really mean anything until the last
1: one. Right. They'll be fine if they keep winning, and, and they'll probably keep winning. It was surprising to see it print. Like, oh, nah, you know. But yeah, the teams in front of them are going to lose. Um, and, and they're going to play some tougher games, you know, against teams up here. And, and they'll, you know, if they win out, which you think they will, because that's just what they do, um, they'll be in that top eight. But I sure think South point has got a real good chance to be in that top eight, being number two to start out. Um, you know, granted they're gonna they're gonna get hurt a little by, by only playing nine games. Um, yeah. You know that that may hurt some, but I think they're going to get in that top eight if they win out. And boy, the way they're playing. It would be a shocker if they didn't win out regular season. They only have four more games, and uh, I mean, I know CDO is fairly good too, and they still play them. Um, CDO was in the top sixteen of the rankings as well, but you know, you, you love their chances, and uh, yeah, it's just it's a freight train this year. They they have not even been tested at all. I mean, most games have been over in, in the second quarter.
0: Robinson uh, in the first half set the big school Arizona rushing record. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which had been for a career 5,878 yards. He's already up over 5,900. He will yeah. almost certainly, if he stays healthy, crack 6,000 yards uh, yeah. probably yeah. next don't, week. Don't know if he'll set
1: the whole, I mean, the, the state record is like 7,500 something. That would take some doing. Um, uh, you know, we'd probably have to make the final of that, of that super division and, and all of that, you know. We'll state, But, uh, I mean, to be the, to be the big school all time leader in the state, There's pretty good running backs that have come through Arizona. I mean, it's, it's not Texas, it's not California or Florida. I get that. But, uh, you know, there have been some good running backs and that's this very notable. And I, I texted you last night. I don't know what you think. Um, you know, I mean, is he the best player in South Point's football history?
0: Uh, I mean, I think you'd have to say yes. At this I'm point, sure I struggle to
1: come up with anybody who
0: would be more I, obvious. I mean, I think the only, I think the only other competition for him is his teammate, Lathan Ransom. Yeah, because
2: yeah, maybe so. you
0: know, yeah. Ransom is one of, if not the best, defensive backs in the state, right, and he's right. you know an effective wide receiver at this level. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard, obviously, for us to, you know, evaluate guys who played there in the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, we, you know, I, it's tough for me to compare. Um, I, I guess, you know, I could go back to the Doc Benet years, let's say that, you know, who, who's the best player, I mean, to me, and it's, you know, obviously, stats are difficult, you know, you talk about defensive back, they don't put up the, the massive numbers that a running back does, but... Gosh, you know, I mean, the guys who come to mind, you know, Jack Darlington is incredibly productive. Yeah. But not, Cam Denson. Not the level that Robinson. Denson certainly was as well, yeah, yeah. Um, but, boy, I mean, just the sheer dominance this guy has. I mean, it just it's like it's easy for him,
2: basically.
0: Well, I mean, he had 400-something, almost 500 yards and a half this season. I, know. I, I know. imagine Imagine if they were playing him. He could have. He could have had a thousand yards rushing in a yeah. game. Imagine if they didn't do running clocks in the second half, and and you know you got
1: the same number of possessions. And I mean, it's good that they do. It's it's smart, but you know, it's like man, that you know, the guys, the guys, probably losing out on three or four possessions a game by all the times we've been up so big, and either he's out or running clock or both.
0: Yeah, and it's stunning wh- it to is, think about. It really is. You know. Maybe.
1: You just, you think about the, just the dominance again, you know, I mean, just to be able to like, every week, it's like, oh, you know, here's a, here's a, you know, 57-yard touchdown run, here's a 70-yard touchdown run, here's a 64-yard run, like, it's amazing. I mean, I watched him against Dobson last year, and granted, Dobson wasn't very good, but it was like, he could just get whatever he wanted when he wanted it. Every time he touched the ball, I mean, you you know, you hear that, you know, he's a home run threat. He is. Like, you know, they give him the ball on their own 20, I'm like, oh, this could go for a touchdown. And a couple times it did.
0: Well, I was watching just some of the highlight videos of him uh, this season, and it's amazing, like, the this is the thing that can happen in high school that doesn't happen in other places. He, he's just so much better and bigger and mature compared to these other guys that he just – you know, he gets ro- run into by three guys, and he just drags them for five he just more runs yards.
1: Runs off them, of I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously it'll be interesting. I, I can't wait to see. You know what he does in college. He's not going to dominate like he does in high school because no one does. I mean, you know, and just you know, if he does that, he'll be the greatest player in the history of college football. I don't expect that, um, but I'm I'm fascinated to see. You know, go obviously for me too. Going to going to Texas, place that I root for and like, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what he does. I, I think, you know, given their lack of running back depth this year, admittedly a couple of them are injured, but the opportunity is going to be there for him to play right away. And I, he's not, I don't, I don't expect him to go in and, you know, sit on the bench much.
0: Well, and let, let's just say this, it takes a lot. You and I have discussed this for you to buy a college football player jersey, it and does. it takes it an extraordinary amount for you to buy a college player jersey while he's still playing. While he's still
1: playing, yeah. I think
0: right. that if he has, you know, if they just decide not to redshirt him, he, yeah. he's the odds-on favorite for next year's jersey purchase. He might
1: be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think the guys i bought while they're still playing uh, are, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Jameis, and Vince Young. I think that's it. So that's a, that's a pretty good list. And, yeah, I mean, the combination of South Point – Texas, uh, if he's good, uh, yeah, I'll be in on that.
0: I think the marker for him in terms of Southern Arizona running backs is Kadim Carey. I, Yeah. yeah. You know, my, my brother, when Carey was in high school, my brother was working covering high school stuff for a local uh-huh. Uh-huh. TV station, and then he went and saw uh, Robinson play and yeah. Yeah. and Ransom. And he said that, you know, they were as good as any two players he'd ever seen. And he had watched yeah. Kerry in high school. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he just, because to me, I mean, now I, ne- I never saw Kerry in high school. I did see him in college a couple times with U of A. Um, he's mu- he just seems much bigger and stronger than Kerry. And, you know, comparatively at the age, obviously, you know, Kerry went to the NFL, and, you know. But um, he's a bigger kid, but he's he's fast, too. I mean, he's not a... He's not a Jerome Bettis or
0: something like that where it's like, oh, he's going to get to college and, you know, he's just going to be a lumbering, you know, fullback type. I mean, he's, he's, he's rock solid. Yeah. Well.
1: It'll be interesting. In I'm, the, I'm fascinated to see. Yeah.
0: In the Ducks' Swan song. Yeah. He's put together probably his best team. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I.
1: I As the weeks pass, and maybe I'm fooling myself, I don't know. But as the weeks pass, I'm thinking, you know, why can't we make a run in this open division? I'm not sure we can win the whole thing. But are we good enough to get to the final? Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, Chandler appears to be just an absolute force. Uh, I mean, they scored 84 points last night against uh, Perry, who's a pretty good team. Uh, you know, it's not like they were playing a, a terrible team. And they, <laughs> they had 50-some at the half. and uh, You know, they just cruise against everybody. So I don't know if anybody could beat Chandler because they're such a big school and they just have, you know, player upon player. But,
0: boy, I mean, I look at South Point and I'm thinking, why can't we beat anybody else? Yeah. Look, they-
1: and who knows? You know, give us give us a game against Chandler. Let's see what happens.
0: Well, and that, the, the other thing about that— you know, specifically and getting to play a team like Chandler yeah, is it is entirely possible that Chandler doesn't get challenged before whenever that game would be true. true. And then you wonder what happens if you hit them in the mouth?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Can you keep it close and, you know, see if they might make some mistakes. And yeah, I mean, you never
2: know. I mean, look, they're, they're really, really good. They've got, uh, you know, division
1: one prospects, you know, lining their roster. Um, and and they'll be tough to beat. But yeah, you know everybody can be beat once. I mean that's the thing, uh, and, and that's all you got to do. You don't have to beat them best out of seven or anything like that. You got to you know get a game where they maybe you know throw you a couple of
0: turnovers, fumble a ball, make a mistake, miss a kick, something a like that. Block a punt. You know who knows? Yeah, you know you never know. I mean the odds
1: would be against us but I, I you know I'm, I'm at the point now where seeing how good this team is I'm like I want to see them in this eight I know before the year we talked about like well you know he better to be the ninth best team in the state and we can cruise to the 4a title and we probably would but I'm like I, you know let's see this team appears to be really 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 good so let's see how good that's the whole point of this open division thing is to find out you know okay Scottsdale Saguaro Centennial Chandler they're all really good who's the best well, I think South Point has earned their way into that.
0: Yeah. Well, and back when we were in school, this wouldn't have even been a question because we would have – that was back when we were playing. There was only 5A, and we played 5A even we though we were, were a 3A school.
1: Right, right, you know? yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of of the mindset that, like, let's get in there, and, and if they get beat in the first game, well, then we know. You know? But, but like, I would, I want to find out how good this team is. They appear to be the absolute class of Tucson football.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I, don't I think, think I think doubt it's about that right now. safe so, that we're going to win the region again.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I mean, they, they have not even been close to challenge yet. Um, and so, you know, let's see. Let's see them get a, a chance against Chandler or against Centennial or, you know, one of these heavyweight teams up here and see what happens. And, you know, I mean, you got to win three games and, and apparently the final is going to be a Sun Devil Stadium on December 7th. So hopefully, fingers crossed. The Lancers will be there and I'll I'll be there to watch it if so.
0: Yeah. Um the last topic, and I don't know where it's gonna go. I, I don't <laughs> think it's gonna I look I here's the thing. If if you've been listening now, you've hung in there for like forty minutes. Right, right. This next one might be four hours. I don't know. I mean it's
1: possible. <laughs> it's possible, yeah. We might still be going, you know, in three weeks when we meet in Alabama.
0: But there is New legislation that has been signed into law in California that is being proposed in a number of other states to allow college athletes to profit off of their likeness and name rights mm-hmm. um, to effectively upend the NCAA's ban on that, yeah. Yeah. Um, which... The, the logistics of that, I, I I can't even begin to fathom because there are certain things that are legal. But if you join a group, the group is allowed to say you can't do right. that, even if it right. is a legal activity, right. um, you know, and they can kick you out of a private yeah. group. Now the NCAA yeah. is borderline. Um, yeah. You know, and certain institutions, I mean, Stanford can decide not to do things or to prevent kids from doing it, but now that it's the law of California, I, I don't think UCLA or Cal or San Diego State yeah, I don't think so. can opt out of this. I don't think so either, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the
1: legalities of it, obviously, uh, you know, and, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to, you know, discuss it with you, because I, I I don't quite get how it all works either. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you and I have had this, this type of discussion a lot, and so it's going to come as no surprise to you. I think this is fantastic, um, and, I, and I think it needs to—my I'm, I'm, hope is that it will, it will push the change to realize, and especially as more and more states are jumping on this bandwagon this week, I mean, every day, was like, another state proposing a law similar to this. They want to have theirs even faster, and— you know, I, I feel like the clock is ticking on college sports as we know it, and that's good. It, it you know, things need to change as far as I'm concerned.
2: Well, and it's,
0: it's it, so one of the things, and I won't get into the politics of it and my personal yeah. politics, but this is getting loud bipartisan support, it is. It is, um, which is amazing. I, you mean, know, you know, I, I never I, I, that thought never that – I never thought that Florida congressman, loud Trump supporter Matt Gates, yeah. and Democratic governor of California Gavin Newsom would be on the same page on really anything except for wearing an American flag pin on July 4th. Right. Yeah.
1: There's, there's not a whole lot you can get. You know the, the two sides of the aisle to agree on. It's tough to get them to agree that you know the sky is blue, um, but apparently this this is one that has happened. Uh,
0: where I think this goes, and obviously all of the coaches are "woe is meing," right? Uh, right. And and there's a there is a backlash. It is not just stampeding, oh, sure. you know, without oh, sure. impediments. There's a
1: backlash coming from the the establishment of college sports, yes. Yeah. You know, the establishment rarely wants to see things change, um, you know, because that's going to threaten their position a bit, but not in the way they're portraying it. The way it's being portrayed is, you know, oh, this is, you know, this is going to really cause trouble with Title IX and limits. No, it's not. No, it's, it's absolutely not. That is a lie. This is not the schools paying the athletes. This is the athletes
2: being allowed to make money outside of the school. Yeah, um, and and they are
1: they are misrepresenting it, I believe, on purpose to try to raise alarm bells what? people think, oh my gosh, we
2: can't do this. That
1: can't that can't happen.
0: It's the same attitude that that comes and you know the same deflection that comes when they're they're saying, well, we can't even we don't even fund all of these kids scholarships yet. Right. Why don't we focus right. on that? It's like, yeah, sure, increase okay. the scholarship total. Go nope. ahead, nope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No one's saying yeah. don't increase scholarships. Right, but,
1: you know. right, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you know, this is, this is being, I mean, the Pac-12 statement, you know, this is one step closer to the professionalization of college sports. Uh, you're already there. I mean, like, that, that's laughable. Whoever wrote that, I hope they did it while laughing. Because, I mean, you know, how, how much does the Pac-12 pay Larry Scott? How much does the Pac-12 pay their executives? Uh, do any of the Pac 12 football coaches work for less than seven figures? No. Uh, many of the assistants make more than six figures. You're already there. I'm sorry to tell you, but it's it's already professional level.
0: Well, look at it's your just locker the room. Aren't being paid. Look at your locker room. Look at the prices you charge. Look at the right. contracts you've signed.
2: Contracts with TV. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: That's what absolutely. I'm saying. You know, yes. you're. Everything about the professional is the same except you're not paying the players. You're not
2: paying the athletes. That's it. Yeah. No. The coaches. Have,
1: I mean, I, I read, um, you know, not too long ago, you know, the speculation, of course, about Lincoln Riley. And, so, you know, and I was even reading, well, Lincoln Riley makes the same amount of money at Oklahoma that he would make going to the NFL. He doesn't need to go to the NFL for money. He might go to the NFL for pride or ego, but he doesn't need it for the money.
0: Yeah. Well, and the simple fact is. Things will have to be worked out and probably on a national level. I think it will need to be federalized. Um, Probably so, yeah. But what you need is to figure out, okay, how do we do it? How do we split it up? And what do we do? I I remember with Major League Baseball, I think it was Barry Bonds had Mm. either not opted out of the Players Union but was unwilling to sign off on – like video game deals or something, and and they had to pay him separate. Um, Right, right. You know, if EA Sports...
1: Remember when we were kids, uh, you know, Jordan was always just, uh, you know, player number 23. Yeah, 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 you know, because he didn't have his rights with the Players Association or whatever, yeah.
0: And so what, you know, I guess what happens now if, you know, Clemson's players vote to do it and Trevor Lawrence says no thank you, yeah. Or Tua says I'll be on the cover yeah. for, you know, a million dollars or I'm not yeah. going to be in the game at all. Right. Right. I mean, it, it's a good question. And obviously there are
1: you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, there are things that, that have got to be worked out in how this can work, but it can work. Uh, and, and that's that's my overall thought is like, you know, do you know, but it's gonna See, that's the other thing. It's going to take some leadership. And I don't trust the NCAA leadership to be able to make this work uh, because they're fighting it tooth and nail. You know, of course, Mark Ember, you know, oh, this is you know, this is just another form of professionalism as he, you know, probably, you know, yesterday goes and and, you know, checks his deposit for whatever obscene amount of money he makes to be the head of the NCAA. So, you know, it's like, come on, man, that the hypocrisy among people. That are that are making millions of dollars off this industry to say, well, we can't have this be professional.
0: It's well, already there. Well, the other thing, and to me, the part that smacks hardest of being disingenuous on yeah, this sort of thing there's is a lot of that. Is that it's not going to reduce the NCAA funding? Now, I now, I suppose the 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 fear. Is if it goes to the logical next step of the players unionize and then they refuse to play unless they get a share of the NCAA's ticket sales, TV deals like the NFL and MLB and NBA. But right now it's saying everything else stays the same. But if you want to – if you, AJ Green, want to go sign autographs – you're not banned from the bowl game anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just to me, it's you know, does, does there
1: need to be some sort of governance of it? Sure. I mean, I get the whole. Although I think these are these are red herrings meant to scare people. But you know, uh, what's to prevent some rich booster saying, you know, I'll give everybody two million dollars if they come sign autographs for an hour? Well. I don't think that's going to happen that often. But, okay, let's have some let's have some governance. I mean, why, why do we have the NCAA not to govern a little bit? Keep, you know, they, they keep an eye on all these stupid little rules they have. Get rid of some of those rules. Put in some regulations, you know, to watch this, to monitor it, so that you're not having, you know, ridiculous things. But I also don't think you should cap it because that's – that's the same problem we've got now. Like, don't say you know. Well, okay, you can make some money, but you can't make more than uh, you know a thousand dollars a month. No, I mean if if uh, Tua can get paid ten thousand dollars for one appearance, why, why why should he be capped?
0: Well, and this is this is also you know something that you and I have talked about a great deal, which is if let's pick an ASU example. If Santan Auto. Mm-hmm. Pays Herm Edwards' X to do the radio spots, and they decide, actually, we want Jaden Daniels to do the radio spots next year. Okay, like okay. Th- Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, and and I, you know, I heard somebody, you know, I think it might have been Dan Patrick,
1: talk about, you know, well, what's to, you know, what's to prevent, uh, you know, Tua from from, you know, making a ridiculous amount of money, and I'm thinking, well, do we do we put a cap on what Aaron Rodgers can make outside of football? I mean, does anybody say uh, Aaron Rodgers? You can only make that much money from State Farm. No, State Farm pay him whatever they want. That, you know the market dictates it. State Farm's not going to pay him you know twenty seven million dollars. They're going to pay him what they feel is is fair market value to do their commercials. Patrick Mahomes is all over TV. I mean you, you can't you can't watch TV for an hour without seeing Patrick Mahomes face. Anybody capping what he can make? Anybody saying you know well we we got to make sure he's not making too much money? No. Salary cap does that. That's fine, but they're off the field. You know, value be whatever they want.
0: LeBron, yeah, well, and you know, that's how
1: much. How much have we talked about? How LeBron makes so much more money from outside of basketball than he makes from basketball.
0: And, and the salary cap is the scholarships. Sure, you know, sure. and the this in a in a crazy turn of events probably benefits the mid tier schools more. It might. Because, it might because because. Well, I have to go to Michigan to get exposure to right. do this stuff. Well, no, you don't, because now no, you, you can, you know, now you can do the local ads for, you know, Barry's Pizza out at Rutgers. Sure,
2: <laughs> sure, sure. You know, I, I'm with you, and it's funny you mentioned that because I was, I was thinking that too. Everybody is
1: another, you know, red herring against this. Oh, well, this is just going to ruin competitive balance because. You know, Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State will just get all the big recruits if they can promise them, you know, opportunities to make money. But one, that's kind of how it is right now. So we're, we're already kind of there.
0: Yeah, haven't you watched uh, and, Blue Chips? <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, I mean, we're already
1: there. Like, there, is, there isn't a lot of competitive balance. I mean, there's there's probably, at the start of every college football season, there's probably 10 to 15 programs that have a realistic chance to win the national championship. That's it. Maybe not even that, Uh, you know, and and so maybe this, you're exactly right. Maybe it has the opposite effect. Maybe all of a sudden, you know, the opportunity to make some money, you don't don't need to go to Alabama to be on, you know, CBS all the time. And, you know, I mean, look, Alabama's still going to have their advantages, uh, you know, of recruiting and all of that. That's not going away. But maybe you think, well, you know, geez, if I could play right away as a freshman at Mississippi State, And I could make some money versus, you know, I got to sit on the bench at Alabama. Well, I'm going
2: to go to Mississippi
0: State. And maybe all of a sudden you got a little bit more competitive balance. Who knows? And and look, I think it it does help the bigger programs because you say, well, look, you know, you know who it's going to hurt really is Pac-12 schools. But the the ACC network is on in this many houses and the Pac-12 network is on in this many houses and it's on at this time of night. So, you know, if I'm that, you know, negative recruiting against the yeah. Pac-12, I would say, look, what are the odds that someone's going to see you and think, right. wow, that was great. You know, like, right. aren't the right. odds better if you're on our network that goes everywhere? Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, That's the same reason how they recruit these guys now. True. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that, like, there's been a couple things that have come out of this that I... I have have gotten under my skin,
1: and we've talked about both of them now. You know, one is the, you know, oh, we can't do this because this is going to hurt the the non-revenue sports, and it's going to hurt, you know, Title IX. That is a lie. It's a total lie. It has nothing to do with that. Um, And in fact, it might help non-revenue sports because the star athlete, which there aren't that many, but, but you know, let's let's use Jordan Spieth as an example. He went to Texas and he played there for one year. And he left to turn pro. Now, granted, there's a lot of money in the PGA Tour and that opportunity is still going to be there. But maybe you know, Jordan Spieth decides to stay at Texas for another year because, hey, you know, I, I made some money for myself, for my family. I like playing in college. I'm going to stay another year. Is that bad? How is that bad? I mean, to me, that's, that's win, win, win all the way around.
0: Well, here's, um, here's the other piece of that to me, you know, when it comes to the minor sports. It does not happen often. No, but occasionally someone breaks through. Caitlin Ohashi, the the UCLA gymnast who had the perfect ten. Well, she was still an amateur. She couldn't immediately capitalize on that till she graduated. In theory, well, that seems ridiculous because Because. I she is literally the only collegiate gymnast whose name I know. Yeah, I mean, um, what's the, I'm blanking on her
2: name, the one from the Olympics, uh, Ledecky. Katie Ledecky, the swimmer. She was for a short time, and then she, you know, she left because I was like, well,
1: that's that's the opportunity to make money. Um, uh, the, the soccer player, Mallory Pugh, was going to go to UCLA. She, she didn't even start at UCLA because she turned pro. Like You know, you have a few of those, and, and you're right, there's not a ton of them. There's very few. That's why we can only remember a few names. But there are some. Who, who, you know, they have value, and you could keep them playing potentially in
2: college for another year or two, or get them to college. And how is that bad for
1: anybody? I mean, that, you know, fans will come out see them. Maybe you'll get some games on TV. You'll sell some gear. You know, I mean, like to me, that is that is win all the way around. So to tell me it's bad for the non-revenue sports is just a flat lie. Uh, it probably is a, mostly a negative, a, a net nothing you know, probably will have very little impact on the non-revenue sports, except in a few of those circumstances like I'm talking about. And, and, the, and then the notion of, oh, this is going to ruin competitive balance in football and basketball, it doesn't, it's not there now anyway.
0: Yeah, well, look the major, at who has the, yeah. the top recruits in basketball. Look at who has right. the top recruits in football. Look at who's yeah. made in the tournament, you know, in the championship football playoff. Yeah. The You know, since it started. You know? Yeah. It's been the same teams. But, you know, I mean, yeah, Alabama's made it all five years. Yeah. made it four. Oklahoma's made it three. Uh, Ohio State's made
1: it two, maybe three. I think, uh, uh, you know, I yeah. mean, it's it's the usual suspects. Um, you know, so, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, to to pretend that, you know, even, even a school like ASU, which is, a, you know, a major conference school, big enrollment, you know, I mean, we're, we're not a, a –
2: you know, a little engine
0: that could, so are we playing on an even playing field as Alabama? No. Yeah. We're not. I well, mean, we're just not. You know, and, and that's the, just the way it is. The other thing that this legislation sort of paves the the way for is it eliminates some of the things that just become asinine that Jay yes. Billis points out where, you know, right. the the kid who was the football recruit, who also was a YouTube person. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was like, well, you can either be a kicker or you can be a YouTube right. person. Well, now we don't have to worry about that. Or, you know, exactly. a, another example was, uh, you know, when Bill Walton, I remember, came to U of A to watch Luke play. Yeah. And he yeah. bought food for Luke and Richard Jefferson. Richard and Richard Jefferson, Jefferson got right. suspended for a game. It's like, well, right. Right. now but we but, don't have to worry about that but, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You just take the handcuffs off. I've been saying that for
2: two or three years. I mean, so, I read it somewhere. Uh, that, you know, it's basically the Olympic
1: model. The, the Olympics don't pay the athletes. Michael Phelps does not make money from the USOC or from the IOC. I mean, you know, he's not paid, but he makes a ton of money from everywhere else by being an Olympic athlete. And it's not ruined the Olympics, has it? I mean, like, you know, I know that the same the same alarm bells were raised when the Olympics decided to allow professionals and, oh, this is just totally ruin it. It hasn't. It's, it's still big business. There's still, you know, stars that come out of them. There's still people that are recognizable because of their Olympic success. People watching droves. well
0: um, and they're not, they're not they're not putting but, it on for but, free. They're set right. you know, the NBC buys those rights. Oh, you know, tons of money for those. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, and it's the same thing man. here. Like you don't have to cut the players in yet. Now right. you're you're paving the way. And you I, are,
1: you yeah. are, and I, and I get you, you're right, you're right, I mean, that is probably a, a concern is, you know, where does it go from here, uh, it, but I guess for my thought is I, I don't care, you know, like, that to me is not a, uh, that's not a reason not to do something, like, they, they, they've thrown out a lot of things that, you know, well, how do, how do we figure out how this all works? Well, figure it out, I mean, how does anyone figure out how can, how people can get paid? they have been doing it for Centuries, people have been getting paid for their work. Uh, you know, it's it's not that hard. You, you just figure it out. Yeah. And and the you know the alarm bells that you know oh well it, you know just people are going to spend all kinds of money on. I don't think they are. I don't think they are. I mean,
0: people like you know, having exactly. their money.
1: Exactly. And there's only so much money in the world. You know, I mean, I realize some people have a lot of it, but you know. You really, I mean, you're really telling me that we're going to have boosters that are going to go to all 85 guys on our roster and say, hey, here's a million dollars each. No, no. I, I mean, I I mean maybe,
0: it. maybe Phil Knight. Maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I just, I think, you know, people are smart about their money and they're going to put their money into someone. People who have made that much money for the most part, they, one, you're right. They like having their money. They also want more of that money. So they're not going to put their money into people who are going to bring them no value back. They're going to put their money into to Tua Loa hoping that, hey, you know, him endorsing my product and being in commercial to me is going to bring me more money. They're not mm-hmm. going to give, you know, the, the backup right guard that money because no one cares. But, you know, I mean so, – Well, and so I just don't
0: think it's – I don't think that this is – it's not a charitable donation. Like no, they no, could – like yeah. I guess they could just give these guys money now. Sure, but but I think most what? people
1: are going to expect something in return for those services. Again, you know, is anybody are any of these companies that Patrick Mahomes is working with are they just giving him money? No, they're giving him money so that he'll appear in their commercials, and then people will think, or kids will think, "Hey, I like that Patrick Mahomes guy. Uh, I gotta, you know, I gotta get I gotta State gotta Farm. Get, I gotta get State Farm. Or I gotta get me Direct TV because I like Dak Prescott, and he tells me Sunday tickets the best." I mean, that's the idea behind this. Yeah. DirecTV isn't paying Dak Prescott just because they like him. They're paying Dak Prescott because he's marketable and they want a face that, you know, people, oh, I saw that commercial with Dak Prescott. That's funny. Uh, you know, we should get Sunday ticket with DirecTV. Uh, mm. You know, that's, that's how this stuff works.
0: Well, I mean, and the whole thing about this also is they still have some of the same mechanisms in place. They, they, Have to go to class or they're not eligible. Fine. Sure. You know, you you say, uh, you know, why would they go to class now if they can make money? Well, because if they're not on the field, they're not making money. They're
1: not going to make as much money. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you still have to play to to make that money happen. Because, yeah, I I don't believe that, you know, by allowing this, you're just going to, oh,
2: you know, the the dollars are just going to rain down on anybody and everybody who plays college
1: football. No. No, there's gonna be a handful. At Alabama, maybe there'll be twenty guys who can make some money, decent money. At ASU there might be two. I mean and that that again is where the
2: difference comes into play.
0: Yeah, well uh, and if the other part of this is you know, that occurs to me is well, how are you gonna compel these guys to do Media Day or to do this and that? It's like sure. I don't know, the NFL figured it out. Exactly you know? right. Hundred
1: percent. I thought
2: the same
1: thing. Yes, yeah, it, they're 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 players on the team. They have to follow the team rules. If they don't, they're not on the team anymore. I mean, that that's just that simple. And yeah, you're right. Professional sports have been doing it for a long time. They, you know, I mean, uh, again, you know, go back. You know, Aaron Rodgers has to find time to do these State Farm ads that doesn't conflict with you know training camp or mini camp. It works. I mean, you know, he doesn't he doesn't just no show a you know a minicamp practice because oh I'm shooting a State Farm ad. No, he, he finds time. and he has an agent and a marketing firm and I'm sure all kinds of people who plan his time for him. And and that's the other thing about this. You can take on an agent. That's okay. Let them you know, him have somebody to, to, you know, help manage their time and their money. What's wrong with that?
0: And if, and you know what? Professional leagues, certify those guys. So right. certify right. them.
1: Certify, yeah, exactly. I mean have some oversight. I'm not necessarily saying that you should just, you know, let it be the wild, wild west but I, I, do, I do resist the notion of, you know, well, OK, we'll, we'll let them do this, but we'll cap it and we'll give it to them based on if they graduate. No, no. To me, that's crap. That's, that's total crap. They're, they're not making the money because they're they're going to graduate. No, I mean, I don't this. I've heard that notion presented. Oh, we put it in a trust that they get when they graduate. Ah, I'm not with that. I mean, it's better than this, better than what we got now. But my thought is if you can make money at 19 years old by being a college freshman through Trevor Lawrence last year and you could have signed endorsement deals after that national championship game, why should you have to wait three years? I mean, what, what's that about? Like, no, let him make the money now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know you kind of – that was similar to sort of what you put that paper together, wasn't it? Your, yeah. Your, it's just you know,
0: let them the, – the gist of that was let them make what they can make. And just have it be separate. And yes. you know the point yes. that Wilbon made all the time, and, and I think I take it as a positive is, yeah. Well, some people are going to make more than others. Yep. Right. Yep. That's correct. But, you know that is correct. I, mean, I, I, I unfortunately mean. am not a good athlete, so I'm never right. going to get someone to have me endorse. You know <laughs> exactly. something exactly. about yeah. their athletic yeah. gear. Like I'm never going to have jersey sales because right. no one I mean, cares about what I do.
1: No, but I mean that's every walk of life, you know. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, you work with attorneys who make more than you do. You probably work with attorneys who make less than you do. I mean, it's based on how long you're doing it, how well you do. That's life. Uh, you know, George Clooney makes more money than than you know an average actor who's in commercials. You know, he does. Why? Because he's better at it. Mm. Uh, Tom Brady makes more money than
2: you know uh, uh, Josh Allen. Why? Because he's better at it. That's mm. how it works.
1: You know. I yeah. mean, if
0: you're the better starter. At you make more money for it. The starter makes more than the backup. The yes. you know. Yeah, yeah. The first I mean, round pick makes more than the fifth round pick. That you yeah. know. And you That's know what the happens? Way it is. Markets correct. If it yeah. turns out that you know Tom Brady, uh, you know, in two thousand one, Tom Brady would have made less in endorsement money than Drew Bledsoe. I, I would bet anything Probably. on it. Yeah. But by the yeah. end of two thousand one, that
1: changed.
0: You know. Right. Tom Brady was
1: uh, yeah, thinking I mean, a ton more. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and you're right. Mark, do correct. Uh, I mean, we're seeing it in Major League Baseball. All of a sudden, teams aren't willing to spend as much money in free agency. Why? Because they have realized the return on their
2: investment isn't worth it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and that's
1: what would happen here. You might have an initial burst of like, oh, my gosh, I mean, uh, this is crazy. And then you're going to have people realize, like, wow, I'm not really getting what I wanted out of this. Uh, You know, I'm I'm signing this guy to be my endorser, and doesn't seem like anybody matters. So I'm going to just get myself out of the college sports game. And and probably there will, you know, there will be stars who will be able to take advantage of that. There will be guys who maybe go on to, you know, you do it because they're going to be big things in the pros, and maybe guys who won't. And I, I read an article, and it was a good point, you know, for guys like uh, like a J.T. Barrett. You know, J.T. Barrett is never going to be an NFL star. He's, he's a practice squad guy. He probably will never be an NFL starter or anything. But he would have had some big-time value for four years at Ohio State. He would have been able to make some decent money by being the Ohio State starting quarterback. His pro-earning potential wasn't there. His yeah. college-earning potential was pretty darn good.
0: Yeah, well, and think about it, and, you know, this sort of occurred to me as we're talking this through, but what if, and I'm not rooting for this, I want to be very clear. What if Trevor Lawrence has a Thiesman like leg break and is done? Done! Right. Right. Well, now, his best hope is that he becomes Jeff Van Rappahorst and he calls Clemson (laughs) games, you know, for the next 50 years of his life. Right, right. you know... But he's no longer going to be, you know, doing this for the next thing or, right, or right. the innumerable guys who there is no next thing. They don't there even is make no next the pra- practice squad. Exactly, right. Know?
1: Exactly. That, yeah, I mean, you know, and that, that I guess I would, you know, go back to this idea of like, you know, well, they can make money, but, you know, it's, it's not going to be theirs until they graduate. Well, what about a guy who decides to leave early and maybe his pro career doesn't work out the way it should or hopes? Um, you know, he should be, I mean, let's, let's use, let's use Zion as an example. Now Zion's going to make a lot of money he already has, so maybe that's a bad example. Let's, let's say, uh, Cam Reddish, the guy from Duke last year, who was kind of their number three guy. He could have made some decent money last year playing for Duke, you know, as, as, as a big name at Duke. He came out early. His NBA career may or may not turn into anything. He was a lottery pick. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It's a toss up. Uh, he should have been entitled to that money then it shouldn't be like well because you left early sorry you don't get that money tough luck
0: well what <laughs> if he here's the thing what if he needs the money what if right. there's a player who right. you know it, it, because look there are also two options for how to do this you can be a you know passive, wait, pick your mark. Tom Brady's kind of like that. He, sure, he sure. waits, he picks his spots. He doesn't do, he's not in every commercial for everything. No, he's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. But what if you're, you know, and Barrett might be a great example for this. Don't you go full Kevin Hart and you just say yes to everything because your window <laughs> is not big? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and there's always guys like that in both football
1: and basketball that it's like, you know, well, they're probably not going to hear much from them as a pro. But they're big stars in college. I mean, basketball has a ton of them. You know, uh, I, you
0: know anybody you who's a them. senior. Yes, you know, and
1: then they play. I mean, um, God, half the Virginia team last year that won the title. But you know, Kyle Guy. I mean, is Kyle Guy really going to be an NBA star? Probably not. He's probably you know he'll, he's probably going to be lucky to still be on a roster in a couple years. He's a he may be a journeyman, but he was a big name at Virginia. He was the best player on their championship team. He was the MVP. Why shouldn't he have been allowed to make some money off the fact that hey, I'm Kyle Guy of the national champion Virginia Cavaliers? Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I just to me it just seems too obvious, I guess.
2: Well, um, and some
0: and, of it's know. just you know the it, I, I think the point that I come back to is it eliminates so much of the dumb stuff. Yes, you know yes. It, if if Remy Martin wants to host a basketball camp. Mm-hmm. you know, he be why can't he host a basketball yeah. camp? Like yeah. he'll, you know, find someone or he pays someone to right. pay the, you know, the rent on a gym. Right. You right. market it. And if you can get kids, who will pay 50 bucks, you know, sure. each to sure. go to the Remy Martin basketball camp. Why not
1: do it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, and, and again, you know, that's a, that's a good example of something that is possible and reasonable now could everybody on the asu team do that no because you know people are not going to sign their kids up to go to the guy who's the ninth man off the bench but they might sign him up oh yeah i've seen that guy he's got he's got the crazy hair and he had a great game against kansas and sure yeah let's get him you know let's uh, send our our you know eight-year-old kid to learn from him a little bit why not why not i mean you know sure go for it like We were we were examples. Everybody, almost everybody who went to college that wasn't an athlete could say, "Well, you know, you 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 went to college, and we both had scholarships, or you know, our our chosen."
0: Yeah, no one stopped us from being uh, writers while we were in journalism school because we were on scholarship.
1: You wrote for AZ Central. I, you know, I worked for the state press. We made a little money; wasn't a lot. You know, I mean, it wasn't going to be anything that you know would would uh, set us up to retire. But you know, we made some money from our, you know, skills while also going to college. The world did not come to an end. And and it would not come to an end if we let athletes do it too. It just just would would there be some unintended consequences? I'm sure. Just as there is with this, you know, redshirt rule and you've got guys that, you know, after three or four games with their team stinks are thinking, uh, maybe I'll get out. You know, is it, is that ideal? No. But it's okay. You know the, yeah. the transfer portal. I know people are you know repulsed by the transfer portal. I'm okay with it. I like, you know I'm okay with it. Like, let them let them be able to do what they want. You know this this idea that because you're a college athlete, you should just be subject to what we want as fans and what coaches want, what administrators want. No,
2: no. Yeah.
0: Well, I, you, know, it, you know the the analogy that has always struck me on on these sort of things is if you're at a school. On a music scholarship. You are a piano player. Yeah, yeah. And your roommate is in the school on a basketball scholarship. Right. And you can get high school kids, middle school kids, whatever, give them yeah. lessons, one-on-one tutoring, teach them your skills as best you can, mm-hmm. and get paid for it. And yeah. no one no one does anything. You're entrepreneurial. It's fine. But if your roommate does it with the skill that he's on scholarship for he's ineligible. He can't play (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it just it it is just to me the only people who, who, you know, are against this are the people who have something to gain from the system as it is right now. And that is college administrators and coaches. Because, you know, coaches when it comes right down to it, coaches, college coaches don't want to lose the power that they have. College coaches love their power. They love it. It's like a drug. And if you let your athletes start making money, even though it may not be from the school officially, you're going to lose some of that power. That's just, it's a fact. And administrators don't want it either because they're going to lose some of their power and they are you know, and I mean, colleges are colleges against it because, and this is a point that might be true, um, rather than a booster saying, you know what, I'm going to give a million dollars to the school to help pay for the, you know, stadium upgrades and I'm going to use my million dollars to give it to free players to do advertisements for me that might happen and and I'm sure that colleges are a little bit worried of like well there's, again there's only so much money to go around
2: but people
0: like putting their names on things like people right. donate for buildings for true. you know true. anything true I
2: mean I don't think that, you know, the well is going to dry up, but, but, you know, again, if people decide,
1: Hey, my money's better served. I'm going to, I'm going to pay the quarterback because not only is that quarterback going to be an ad for me now, but then when he goes pro, he'll come back and, you know, he'll do stuff for me then. And I can, you know, I'll use this connection for you. You might have that. You very well might. Um, that's okay to me. To me, that, that is not, you know, a bad thing, but to, you know, colleges and, and you know, college administrators, athletic directors, things like that. I'm sure they're they're quaking at the thought of that. They can't have the, the money well dry up. Oh my God, uh, you know, it, this is this is how we do things. We get all the millions, and the players they get scholarships and and you know, training table, and all that's well and good, but
0: they should be able to get more. Why not? Well, and the the other the last argument that I want to sort of walk through, yeah, is the idea of like well, can we really be giving these kids this much money uh, what will it, it's like I I don't know Well, yeah uh, there are there are rich kids right without exactly. this there are rich exactly. you know there are kids who don't have money there are kids who do and it, exactly. and it's a it is a wager on the other stuff that yes. it will be oh that that people will be okay
1: yeah, you know I, I agree with you that that notion of like oh they're you know, we, we can't give all this money to 18-year-old kids. Well, was anybody concerned about that? with Like, let's say again, let's go back to Jordan Spieth or Katie Ledecky or Serena Williams. No, we were concerned about that. They were young.
2: They had all they made all kinds of money.
0: Right? Well, and and it's them. also the, well, they'll blow it. They'll, they won't. It's right. like so they'll either have money that they blow or they'll have no <laughs> money. It, it nets <laughs> out the same, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, and
1: I mean, I know I don't I don't want to I don't want to go Stephen A here, but there there's a racial connotation to that too. I I believe there is. There's a there's a feeling of what our football and basketball players are probably sixty to seventy percent black, and and I think there's a feeling of oh my god we can't give all these young black kids this much money. Well, we'll put it in a trust account
2: for them.
0: He'll be okay. We'll put it in a trust account for them, and we'll force them to graduate (laughs) before they can have it. Right, right, exactly. Because otherwise, they don't know what's best for them. We know what's best.
1: She's smart and white, so it'll be okay. You know, her parents will take care of her and make sure she doesn't blow all her money. But if it's, uh, you know, Justin Fields, well, we can't have that. I mean, he might blow all his money. This would be bad, you know. We're we're so concerned about the kids. What we're concerned about is our college football and our college basketball. That's what we're concerned about. We don't care about this with any other sports because we don't care about the college sports. You know, we don't care if a baseball player out of high school goes pro and, and gets paid millions of dollars. Great. Good.
0: Happens yeah. every, happens every year. Yeah. Go languish in the minor leagues. We don't care because
1: people mostly, they watch the college world series for maybe, you know, 10 days a year, if that, and that's it. But we want our college football Saturdays. We want our March madness. And we don't want that, you know, somehow affected by, Oh my gosh, these kids might make money. Oh, I don't think it would be affected. I don't. I, I, I mean, it would be different. But I don't think that somehow, you know, college football Saturdays in Baton Rouge or Lincoln or, you know, Tuscaloosa would, would somehow lose their energy because the athletes might be making some money on the side.
2: Well,
0: look, we already criticize them. We already treat them like they're professionals. We don't, yes. you, know, yes, you, right. and I, you right. know, you and I don't, you know, talk about Jay and Daniels and say, well, you know, for 18, he's really good. No, exactly. yeah, We just say, yeah, he's having a good... The level uh, of
1: expectation is to play, you know, up to a pro's level. I mean, you know, in a way. Yeah, you're right. Well, we well we because
0: uh, and part it's of that is because, be a good kid. yeah. look, if something were to happen, you know, if if Jaden Daniels' girlfriend breaks up with him or Trevor yeah. Lawrence's girlfriend breaks up with him yeah, and he comes out and has a bad game, I, I don't care nobody cares i, I exactly. don't you know <laughs> <right>. it, <laughs> exactly for me right. the outcome before. is it was a bad game the outcome is yeah. not that oh he's dealing is, with some stuff and he's only 19 that okay right. you Which, know
1: what do
2: we say that about we say
1: that about our jobs
2: yeah. you know
1: our, our own jobs we, you know you have to put your personal stuff aside and do your job you know hmm. i mean now some things you can't if you, you know but but a lot you know people do it every day they they're having you know drama at home. They have a health problem. They you know their their kids sick, and they have to put it aside, do their job. And that's what we expect from college football players, college basketball players. Put it aside, do your job. Go out there and play. Yeah, I mean you know like if if uh, you know does it affect them? Sure, sure it does. But the, the, nobody cares. I mean, mm-hmm. Herm said it before the game, and he wasn't referring to that. But I heard Herm's pregame interview against Cal said you know uh, you know we lost and you know but. Bottom line is in football, nobody cares, and, and, and he's right. You know, like you just you just got to win the next game. Nobody's going to feel bad for you that you lost your last one and that you got injuries or whatever. You got to play. You got
2: to perform.
0: Yeah, um, well, yeah. and I think yeah. about like the story of uh, Ladarius Henderson on the line, and he's seventeen right. years old, and this and that. It's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I we yeah. everyone still expects him to perform.
1: Exactly.
0: You know. Nobody. Nobody's
1: given us any points because we got a true freshman left tackle. Uh, you know, it's perform or, or get beat. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, everything that's, I guess, that is, and, I, you know, we've talked about it already, but this, this you know, oh, we can't let college sports become professional sports. If you're worried about that, you probably should have been worried about about 30 years ago because it's already happened in every way, shape, and form. I mean, Ronnie Cox said it to us when we took that class with him, and it's a point that I've never forgotten. One of the few things that people told me in college that, that actually stuck with me is, you know, college sports are pro sports and high school sports are what college sports were supposed to be. And he's right. Like, I mean, that, that, that was dead on and, and it gets more true every year.
0: And it's starting to creep into high school.
1: It is. I was going to say, as the years pass, high school sports will become more and more professionalized. Uh you know, I mean, you've got games on national TV now. You've got, you know, a national championship in college football or whatever that's worth, uh, or high school football, I should say. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, you're you're seeing it. Um, you know, this this team that LeBron James and, and Dwayne Wade's kid is playing on—they're going, you know, they're going all over the country to play high school basketball. That, you know, that's that's not really the, the you know the purity of high school sports, but that's what it is now.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to have a lot more of this to dig into and talk about. Oh, but yeah. I'm uh, sure
1: there will be more to come over the next few
0: months and years about this. Yeah. But we will uh, return to our regularly scheduled programming this week with uh, yep. a Washington State preview, a look around the rest of uh, the college football and uh, sports generally. Yep,
2: yep. And until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.